Hey, what's going on? This is The Doug Show, and my name's Doug Cunnington. In this episode, we're going to be talking about mastermind groups. So you may remember from last episode, Marcus was sharing his success stories, making about a thousand bucks a month. He wants to form a mastermind group. So we talk about it a little bit in this episode. And I'm also going to play, um, I guess it's a rebroadcast of sorts, like a highlight reel. I had a conversation with uh, one of my good friends, Rob Atkinson. He and I were in a mastermind group back in the day. We worked on a few projects together and we talk about the importance of mastermind groups, forming a group, and we kind of get into the weeds as well. So I'm going to play that after we hear from Marcus. By the way, if you're interested in connecting with Marcus, there's a link in the description and show notes where he has like a questionnaire for like a survey for people who maybe want to join him in a mastermind group. So have a look there. If you're totally unfamiliar with the concept of a mastermind group, basically it's a one or not one or more, more than one person. You do have to have a group, at least of two. Uh, or more. And basically, you are probably working on similar things around the same time. You talk about your goals, for example, things you're struggling with, you can help each other out. It can be as casual or serious as you want it to be like you make all the rules and there's no set formula for how to do this. You can meet once a week, every two weeks, every quarter, every six months, whatever you want to do. And there's a lot of different formats. Some mastermind groups can be pretty large, maybe 10 or 12 people. I usually like to have the more intimate group of like two to four. That's kind of my style. I think meetings run a little bit more smoothly that way. And if you have more people, you have to work harder on the facilitation of the whole thing. So basically you're working on a a common uh, sort of goal. A lot of times it's like entrepreneurs. Um, Maybe you're working on niche sites in some format, and then you can talk about the struggles um, and the the things that are going well. So you can share ideas and learn from each other, help each other solve problems. So let's get into the conversation with Marcus now. Hey, what's going on? Doug Cunnington here, and I'm chatting with Marcus again, success story from Five Figure Niche Site and Lawyer. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's awesome to be on the show again. We are going to talk about mastermind groups today. You sent me an email um, a couple days ago. Perfect timing. <laughs> Perfect timing. And you were like, hey, I want to uh, be a success story. I had $1,000 per month. Um, if people want to hear that interview, there's a link in the description for it. And you said, I want to also form a mastermind group. And I was like, all right, this is going to be great. We can help each other out. And I get more content. <laughs> Everything's win-win about. situation. Yes. So Marcus, you've reached some success with uh, your, your website. You've been grinding for a couple of years. And can you just give like a, a short intro on like your, yourself, where you're located, your profession, all that kind of stuff so people know? Yeah, yeah. So my background is in law, and uh, I'm soon going to work at a law firm. I just recently got back from living abroad three and a half years. So I moved back to my home country, Denmark, and I now live in Copenhagen, the capital of Denmark. Cool. And what time zone is that, by the way? That's uh, GMT plus one. Okay, cool. And part of this conversation is just going to like 
it's just going to be casual. And one of the things that a lot of people don't think about, I'm jumping right into the details. Time zone is very important. Um, I've had mastermind groups where one person was roughly in, in the GMT time zone. I'm in the mountain time zone, which is like uh, minus seven, something like that. And someone else was in Chiang Mai. So they're like plus 13. So it was super hard to get a meeting where it was convenient for all of us. So that's one, one aspect. There's some other technical things to go through before we get to it. What are you looking for out of a mastermind group? Um, yeah, well, it's, I'm looking to either form one or join one. Both are all right. Um, what I want to get out of it is to have some serious conversations with each member of the group where you can sort of share what are you trying to achieve, how are you going about it, and then also report back the results of your efforts, what you learned, what obstacles you had to resolve, and uh, you know where you failed and so on. And, gotcha. Yeah. And have you been in a mastermind group before? Nope, I haven't been in a mastermind group before, but I thought about it for several years now, and uh, I had good experience with something similar. So back in my old job, uh, I was working in China in the Chinese company. We were uh, I, together with my boss. We um, organized this weekly event where we have people come up and practice their sales pitches. And they get five minutes each, and then we would give some constructive advice uh, on for for them how to improve. And just this thing that a lot of people sit down together with just one goal in mind, improving each other's sales pitches. It really, you know, it was much more powerful than I thought. So, you know, back to mastermind groups, uh, I think that maybe they were maybe are underestimated them before. They are probably better because I was a little bit worried they would be a waste of time. So that's what I never did one. So Okay. And that was yeah. going to be my next question. My experience is, um, it was kind of the opposite of what you're describing. So I first learned about like internet marketing in 2013 from the Smart Passive Income podcast. And pretty quickly, Pat Flynn talks about mastermind groups and forming them and all that stuff. So I almost immediately, I think it was within like a couple months of finding the podcast in general and launching my first site, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try and form one. There was sort of a, like a free community that Pat Flynn had um, back then for the niche site duel. So it was like a big forum and I like formed a group sort of coordinated everything. I acted as the hub. I actually chatted with everyone um, to make sure that they were cool <laughs> and that I could like sort of work with them. And I think that that one only lasted maybe six weeks. Um, a lot of people fizzled out, didn't really do much afterwards, but I still got a lot out of it because there were some people that were like more advanced than me, smarter, they were making money already. So I like learned a lot from them. And then other groups that I've formed, I was able to pull in people that were like way more experienced. Maybe they were making a lot more money because I organized it, right? And I, so I think it's cool that you're forming the like the the hub of the the group, and you're you're willing to put it together and sort of like place people yeah. um, in, in your group, right? What what yeah, size group are you looking for? Uh, I. Well, I think two to four is probably what you want to do, but uh, 
it's not like I have a lot of experience in how, how big the group should be. But what do you think? Yeah, I think like maybe three to four is like really okay. good to have like a little bit more diversity in the group. I, I have been in groups where it's just like me and one other person, like multiple times where it's, it's just good to have someone that knows what you're working on and like understands our vocabulary and they know the mistakes and struggles that are common for people working on those things. Yeah. So that size is really good. I have heard of some that are, you know, eight people, and it's a struggle to manage that kind of a meeting. You have to keep it pretty rigid if you have that many people. Otherwise, you don't have enough time to talk. So I've only been part of a bigger group once or twice. And those are usually maybe a little more casual, more conversational. Maybe there's some accountability, um, but I haven't been in many of them. And maybe you just don't meet as often. So some of the, the groups with like two to four people or so, you know, you can meet every week or two. And actually, I was going to ask you, do you have an idea how often you want to meet? I think biweekly would be uh, what I wanted to try out first. So it's definitely, if I'm going to organize it, it will also be a learning experience for me and I will probably make mistakes. Um, that's how it always is the first time you do something. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we'll figure it out, I think. And as long as you can get those time zones lined up, it's the worst when um, you have like a time change in one of the time zones, <laughs> but the other one doesn't have that. Like, I don't think my my friend at the time uh, that was in Chiang Mai, like, I don't think they changed time because it's closer to the equator. I, I don't know. They didn't change the time the same time we did. So, like, it was kind of weird. People missed a meeting and that sort of thing. So... Do you have a, an idea of like the agenda you want to cover in the meeting? Um, there's some typical like agendas out there, but just curious if you have an idea already. Yeah, I mean, I did have a look at some of the typical agendas and that is, you know, each have like a sharing session and where you have some time or where you can speak and the one would interrupt you and present some ideas and get some feedback, yeah, I think. And then... Maybe it's a more loose conversation afterwards. I think that's that's. I don't want to. I don't think it should be made too rigid. And when I say serious, I don't think it, it shouldn't mean that you can't laugh and having fun is not, not permitted. But people have to put in good effort and be prepared, uh, and then respect each other's time. I think. Yeah, that's huge for me. Um, I have a lot of. I don't know why this worked out, but um, I have several friends that were in the military. So they're always early <laughs> for like whatever meeting. And that's kind of like a, a, like a, a test if they're bringing a new person into the group of friends or whatever. So I, I worked out cause I'm pretty punctual and uh, like that worked out. Okay. But they're like 10 minutes early everywhere. The point is if you start showing up late, like people will probably call you out because time is very valuable and even if it's a, a fun thing, we don't want to be uh, have our time like disrespected, basically. So yeah. now, do you have a vision on the kind of other people you want in the group as far as we'll just be um, <laughs> like sort of <laughs> arbitrary and just say revenue, right? I think that's probably the area that I would focus on. Yeah. So what kind of people do you want in the group? Well, I, I think it's... 
it's just such an easy and arbitrary filter to to put put up say revenue um if i'm if i'm gonna organize it i can make the rules so that would be all right but um yeah should have some experience i think i'll, I'll think about the revenue i haven't decided yet but i think it's gonna be and uh, yeah something like that Okay, cool. So you don't want like a brand new like person that hasn't done anything. You want no. them to have some revenue coming in at, at least, right? Yeah. If, if a brand new person asks me to join, I will tell them, go watch hundred of dogs videos and get back to me when you're making some money. <laughs> yeah. Or form your own group. Cause I wasn't making any money when I formed my first groups and slowly you can find the right group of people. But some people may think that that's like arbitrary because I literally use that word, but it's different struggles and different mistakes that um, like people make at different levels. So if someone's trying to figure out like how to install a theme or something like that, like you're past that, you're a few years past that. And while you could help the person, you maybe wouldn't get as much out of the relationship. And there should be some give and take. Now, one of the big pros that I had going for me was like I was going to organize the meeting and I had a PMP certification. So people would, whether it's right or not, they were like, at least he's professional and he can probably facilitate a meeting, which I can. So it worked out fine. Everyone got to speak and I was able to like, round up a group of folks. So I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything uh, as far as making money, but I have this other person who's making a few hundred dollars. He's been doing it for a few years. I can manage the meeting, facilitate it, make sure things run smoothly, set up the calendar invites, the admin stuff, like the silly things that you know people often forget. And it takes time and effort to do that properly. So Yep. And it's like one one thing to think about or not have to worry about. So I think it is important just because like people can bring other stuff to the table, but at the same time, you want to make sure you're roughly in the same like arena, the challenges that you're going through and all that stuff. So cool. Well, any other thoughts on like mastermind groups or what, actually what, what are you like looking to get out of it specifically? Like when you're looking at your business, um, is there any like, go ahead. Yeah, I think, I hope this makes sense when I use the English language. Um, I think about it like this. When you have a group of people, you can sort of crowdsource the, the problem-solving of difficult obstacles and hearing other people's uh, take on it and even explaining it properly in front of other people will make you think more critical about your own assumptions. So I think that sums it up I think. and also uh, you should hold each other accountable I think that's also one major thing yes yeah the accountability is huge because if the group is operating properly they will give you a hard time if you don't accomplish the things that you say you're going to do and I've had some groups where that actually was a little bit of a struggle and I would challenge the person um, I don't know how it came off, by the way, but it, it, I've, I talked to the person recently, so I know like now he he realizes like oh he he was not doing a good job setting goals each week. A lot of times the agenda has 
a goal setting section where it's just like, uh, next week I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done. And, um, he would say, Hey, I'm going to get X, Y, Z, and all the other letters of the alphabet done. And I was like, Hey, you know, you did, you said that last week, but like you only got a couple things done and you actually got distracted with something else. So like, it's, it's about the accountability, knowing that at least a few people are going to ask you about it and you have to explain why you did or didn't get that thing done. So sometimes I think some groups set it up a little more strict. Um, these days I'm, I, in, in my group that I have right now, it's way more casual. And part of it is just like chatting with people that, like we know what we're talking about and we're all facing like similar yet a little bit different challenges. So yeah, but I like all the stuff you said. And I think just having those folks that know the, the vocabulary that we're using, the, the little things that you could just say, Hey, I had a great day because this thing happened and they, they can appreciate it because they know. Yeah. yeah. I tried explaining my business to my father once and I'm not going to try again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have a website and then, yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. It's a little bit of a struggle. Very good. All right, Marcus. Well, uh, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Everyone, you could find the link to, you know, communicate with Marcus uh, through the form. And there's a little bit more information there as well. As I mentioned, it's probably really good if you're very close to that GMT um, time zone by a few hours or have like flexibility to meet during, do you have any idea like what time of day or you've, it's open right now, depending Should on who you be like, I think Saturday and Sunday at a time where you can have two major time zones fit in. So, okay. Be like European or U S or European and like Asian. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, thanks, Marcus. And um, if people have questions or anything like that, you can leave them in the comments or shoot an email to feedback at Doug.show. Thank you. We'll treat this as the intermission for this podcast episode. And you can hook up with Marcus. There's a link in the description for the survey. You can uh, see the questions that he asks. And uh, actually, let's take a look right now. I'm just going to click over there because, you know, I'm Honestly, I should have done that beforehand, but let's see what he asks here. So you can check it out on your own. Oh, there's a nice description so you can learn a little bit more about Marcus. He asked you about your location, time zone, brief intro. Why do you want to join? It's a pretty good survey here. He asked about how much you're making from Amazon affiliate or similar programs and um, and just a little bit about um, being cool and uh, being I guess, respectful of the group and treating things confidentially. And when I have formed groups, I'm, I'm usually the hub that puts it together. I'm usually the person that gathers folks around. In my first few groups, I literally hopped on a call with whoever it was I was uh, considering you know, bringing into the group. We talked about things. I got to know them a little bit. And it was kind of a casual conversation. You know, It wasn't like an interview or anything like that. I don't think I like posed it that way. It was like, Hey, let's get on the phone and just like, see if, see if we like each other. Cause sometimes you just don't like, <laughs> you just don't like people. That's just how it is. So anyway, I, I really had a pretty tight leash on who was in and who was out. And 
one of the groups that I formed, it was actually around like creating courses. So I pulled together a group. Um, a few people were like pretty interested. Um, I think like four, four people were interested. No, sorry. Three people were interested. One person never even showed up to the call, which was kind of weird. And she was like, Oh, I got so busy. I totally forgot. I'm trying to do this other thing. So she was out automatically. And that's like disrespectful. And, and I mean, she kind of bowed out too. She seemed like maybe she would be okay to work with. Um, but you know, that's like two strikes. And one of the strikes was her saying, Hey, I don't want to be in the group. So that kind of is pretty, pretty direct. Um, another person was uh, much younger. So I'm like uh, around 40. The person, um, who, another person who was going to be in the group was like in their mid thirties. Uh, someone else was around 40 as well. And there was someone who was about 20, but he seemed ambitious and just interested in doing things. And I mean, I have no issue with uh, someone's age at all or any, any other sort of orientation or, um, you know, if they're male or female or fill in the blank, right? I don't really care. Like we were, we were there to talk business and learn from each other. So it seemed like this kid um, was okay. You know, it seemed like he had some stuff to offer, seemed really interested in like doing work and all that stuff. And he kind of flaked out over time. So he showed up for a few meetings and then just like kind of didn't show up, which was like, that's just rude in general. And I, I'm pretty punctual personally. And a lot of my friends back in Atlanta, um, for some reason, I, I ended up hanging out with a lot of people who were in the military. I'm not sure why I wasn't in the military myself, but, um, those guys were like in the Marines and, um, I think one guy was in the army. Um, so anyway, they are not only punctual, they're early. They're usually like 10 or 15 minutes early. It's pretty hilarious overall. Um, and one of the ways that they sort of informally screen new friends, because I was a new person added to the group, is if you show up when you're supposed to, if you're punctual and all that stuff. So I, I often show up a few minutes early to a gathering or something like that. So they were like, all right, this guy's cool. And I'm cool in other ways too. So just want to throw that in. Anyway, so Marcus is putting some controls in per my suggestion to make sure he just didn't get a bunch of randos, um, you know, just trying to contact him via email. So this sort of screening process is partially my fault, but I wanted to make sure Marcus wasn't, um, you know, just bombarded with emails and just kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want him to regret sharing his success story. So anyway, it's going to filter out some people because I know some folks are, they're going to look at the survey and they're going to be like, I don't want to fill out all these stupid questions, you know. But if you're serious and um, you want to, you know, meet other like-minded folks, then it's like a no-brainer to fill out the survey. So anyway, speaking of hanging out with people, um, I kind of took the day off today, which is great. It's just a random Thursday, but I am located near um, the Mr. Money Mustache headquarters. That is MMMHQ. A lot of people just call it headquarters or HQ, um, but it's a co-working space. And Mr. Money Mustache, the very famous blogger, um, runs it. He has a couple partners. And on Thursdays, some of the folks that have a flexible schedule not always, not every Thursday, but many Thursdays, people go on a hike or a bike ride. Today, we went on a hike and uh, it was great. Got to just like 
talk with some other people that have free time as well. And it was really fun. So of the group of, there were five of us, I think three of them are legit retired, like financially independent. And then I don't, I don't really classify myself there yet, but it's a, I think it's a debate to be honest with you, a debate with my wife and myself. I think we're, I think we're pretty darn close, but Anyway, that's another story for another day, and I hope I'll be able to get a lot of these FI or FI, which stands for Financial Independence folks, on the show. I'm very interested in the topic, and I think there's a huge overlap between people who are interested in a side hustle with affiliate marketing and people that listen to this show. And I mean, basically, you want to make a little extra money so that you probably are able to not have a boss, right? And it's just the financial independence um, people. Um, I'm sort of talking myself in a circle here. Let Let me round it back up here. Basically, it's the same audience, but we're coming at it from different directions. Some people are like, oh, I want to be financially independent. And other people are like, I want to make money on the side. I want to make money online. I want to have an affiliate site and so on. But it's it's a lot of the same people and a lot of the same um, thoughts and all that stuff. It's just we're coming at it at different angles. So now that I'm meeting a lot of these folks, it's awesome. It's, it's great to be around like-minded people and they they knew what I was talking about with affiliate marketing because they are aware of all that stuff. So anyway, it was great to go on a hike on a random Thursday and just hang out. So even if uh, like Marcus's group isn't right for you, maybe you're at a different revenue level or maybe the time zones don't match up. I mean, that's pretty important too. Just the convenience of being able to meet with people without getting up in the middle of the night or greatly altering your like normal schedule and routine and all that stuff. So even if Marcus's group isn't right for you, I highly encourage you to figure out how to hang out or at least talk to some people who are into the same shit as you. Because otherwise, you feel like you're out on an island by yourself. It's sort of isolating. Some people don't thrive in that. For some weird reason, I'm kind of okay being on a weird island by myself. But um, I'm also trying to force myself to hit that co-working space. Like go on the on the hike with these guys. And they, they kind of struggle too. They're like, oh, I should be like doing some stuff at home. Or, you know, they have projects. Even though they're retired, they are like doing stuff, right? But they're doing the stuff they want to do. So um, it was just refreshing and great. And everyone had an awesome time. So we're like, yeah, let's do this more. Like we got to, you know, ramp it up now that it's, uh, well, it's it's still going to be a little chilly on some days, but here in the front range area of Colorado, it's warm sometimes, even in the winter. So with that said, I'm going to stop my rambling, at least for now. And I want to play this conversation between my good friend uh, and myself, Rob Atkinson, and we are talking about mastermind groups here. We're here to talk about forming a mastermind group, and we're going to go sort of deep in certain areas. We're going to talk about like what a mastermind group is, if you're not familiar, pros and cons of a mastermind group, and some of the harder things are like how to form your own and some of the options you may have out there. I know, you know, mastermind groups have been like integral for my development and and growth as an entrepreneur and even understanding like what I was trying to do. And I think Rob, you're in a similar position, right? Yeah. I mean, I joined one like three or four years ago and we'll talk about it, but it's, it's been huge. Great. Now, 
A lot of people may not know what a mastermind group is. I know when I first started learning stuff online, I had no clue. So I went to the source that I learned from, and that's Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. And I'm reading from his website. I'll I'll put a link below. But a mastermind group is a small group of people who regularly meet online or offline to talk about goals, growth, and success and provide support for each other. I've talked about mastermind groups. This is Pat speaking. I've talked about mastermind groups on the blog before and just how vital it has been for his businesses. So, you know, that is one of the inspirational points where I was like, oh, I need to form a mastermind group myself and figure out like how to how to take advantage of this, right? So let's get into the pros and cons. Now, Rob, you have been in a couple groups. Why don't you take us through a couple of the uh, pros here? Sure. So from a high level, uh, you know, if you're an aspiring online entrepreneur or anything like that, um, you're probably most likely the people that you have been surrounded by from your hometown or whatever, probably majority of the people don't understand kind of what, what you're about, what your motivations are and stuff like that. And I think especially early on or any stage in your entrepreneurial path, it can get really, really lonely. So just to you know, virtually, you know, hop on this this call with you and just chat with you. Like this is positive steps, you know, in the right direction. It keeps reinforcing what we're doing, what we uh, what we believe. Um, so that's that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, first off, the second one, which is really important, is accountability. So I know for me personally, like I'm I get motivated to do things, but sometimes. You know, a couple weeks go by and the same thing just doesn't get done. So, um, you know, we, both of us have been in the same group in a mastermind since, I don't know, three or four years ago. And just, if you've got serious people that are into it, you put something on and you know, you're going to meet up two weeks from now. And I tell you, Doug, that I'm going to do this. Like if everyone's taking it seriously and you show up next meeting and you have to tell people you didn't do it, like, yeah, it's going to kind of motivate you to keep to not have that happen. It's embarrassing. Right. Exactly. And if you have the right, you know, people in the group, you end up with, you know, people that'll be tough on you, not like a boss per se, but like a it's like a boss peer kind of thing where someone could, I mean, you're accountable to them to do what you say you or t- to have done what you said you were going to do. So, yeah. Uh, very important. Now, one of the other pros before we move on to the cons, and, and by the way, we're just going to hit these at a high level. There's many more pros than we're going to talk about. But the interesting thing, and this happened um, in our mastermind group earlier today. So when you're facing some problem or issue, you're working on something for a long time, you're very close to it and you lose you know, like perspective and the context of, you know, the big picture. So you may be working really hard, you have your head down and you can't figure something out. So you can go to this group with your issues and problems. And sometimes it is just painfully obvious, especially when someone points it out and then you're like, oh, I actually knew that and I was going to do that or it may just be a complete blind spot, but we all have blind spots like that. And to have people that like understand what you're working on and that can tell you from a a good place, not a critical place, but a helpful place, then you could accept that, you know, input and, you know, do something with it. 
totally agree. If you didn't bring up that point, I was going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> you got me today, Rob. Um, and I was like, oh man, like that's the most obvious thing. And then I've done the same to you where it's just like, oh, did you ever think of, you know, point A and point B and it solved two or three problems, like without you having to do extra stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's another set of eyes. Yes. Taking a look at a problem from a new perspective. It's yeah. Huge. So for cons, I actually struggled to like come up with very many, but Rob, you did. So what, what do you have? So there are a few, I think, uh, if you are in the wrong group, when, what I mean by that is if you're surrounded by people that maybe on the surface say they want to do it, but deep down really struggle to take honest and open feedback, their ego kind of gets in the way. Maybe they're just generally more flaky. Um, you know, not all of them work out. You need good people. So I would say if you start one and it's you don't feel like there are true benefits and the group's not working, I think it's more it's gonna hurt you more to keep going with it than it is to just break off until you find that right one. Great point. Um it's not really a con, it's just be careful. Right. But I'm going to check the levels real quick. Hold on one second. Sorry, we'll, we'll be good here, but I just need to turn it down just a hair. All good. Okay. And we make sure it's still recording here. Yes, it's still recording. Okay. And that's a great point, Rob. I'm just going to jump right back in like nothing happened. And that's a great point, Rob, because like I didn't think about that, but I take um, great care and we'll talk about forming a group in a second. But I, I really do a lot of work on the front end to make sure it's the right people. And I think it's it's one of those deals and we've heard it over and over again where, you know, you're you become like the people that you're you're around. So surround yourself with good people. And if you have people that are sort of, you know, not doing what they say they're going to do, or they don't take it seriously, or they show up late to meetings or stuff like that, um, you know, it's going to be a little contagious and, and vice versa. If you get people who are like sort of stretching, they're doing more, they're doing interesting stuff and pushing themselves. Well, then it pulls the whole group up. You put a few people together like that and it really pushes everybody like harder than they would on their own. Totally agree. There's, so, there's one other. <clears throat> yes. And this is, again, this is more of a circumstance that could happen. I think that, and we can dive into it in a different part, but sometimes it depends also on the not necessarily the skill level, but sort of like what the people are kind of good at and what they're focusing on. So like if everyone is good at SEO and they're like very technical minded, well, you don't really have that other perspective. So you can't really choose perfectly who you want, but you kind of want maybe one guy who's SEO, but thinks about it this way. And this guy thinks about it this way. I think that's where it becomes super powerful. Yes. And, and to that point, um, I was speaking with uh, some people locally here who are, they're in a mastermind group and they formed a podcast, whole, whole different story, but they form their groups, um, a little bit differently than, than us. So we did, or we did, and we do affiliate, 
um, marketing and SEO. That's sort of our orientation. However, we all have a different background and a different skill set that we could bring to the table and help each other in that way. This group has like, um, like a, you know, an artist, a marketing executive type person, um, an entrepreneur and, you know, some, some other thing. It's completely unrelated and they formed a group and they've been meeting for a long time and they, they like that. They like the very diverse like backgrounds that everyone has. So for me, I was like, like I would have, I I wouldn't think it would work. Right. Cause I would come with a problem and they would be asking like super basic questions that don't make sense where, you know, the way they work on their group and, and bring a problem and they have to, you know, provide the right context, which you know, in, in my, when I start thinking about it, I'm like, if I bring an SEO problem to someone who doesn't know SEO, well, I mean, they can't help you, right? So you have to, they have to make sure it's the right context of a problem. So they could come in with very broad ideas, but nothing like strategic and very specific. So have you heard of any people that have a structure like that? No, I haven't. But I think it just speaks to like, you can have multiple groups and you can have more of your broad stroke group. You can have more of your SEO within the SEO. You can have different talents and backgrounds. So you mix and match, you find kind of what works for you. And I think just be careful is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm assuming we've probably convinced a few people that mastermind groups are a good thing and they want to be in a mastermind group. So where do you find a group? And I'll, I'll start us off. And, and this, this is hard, right? Because you hear about mastermind groups and you're like, well, how do I join ones? And that's the thing. Like if you hear about me or Rob talking about our mastermind group, it's closed, right? It's a small set of people that are meeting and we've known each other for years. We've vetted, you know, each other over time. And it's, you're probably not going to be able to get into our group. You'd have to have like a lot of um, sort of credentials to come in, right? Like we wouldn't just let anybody to come in. So it's super rare to find an opening, but it could potentially happen. And in fact, um, multiple times with you and I, Rob, you know, we were like, oh, you know what? Like, it'd be great to have another mind in here. You know, anybody and we'll like, go back and forth for a couple months, maybe, you know, figure out if we want to add someone to the mix or not, and then go from there. And, you know, we have maybe like once a year, we've added a new person and there's some churn, you know, sometimes people leave a group or something. So anything to add about finding an opening or an existing group? I think just, you know, continue trying to connect, for example, you know, with people that you follow and, peers and just kind of being active in your community get your name out there and you know you'll start to form people on facebook that you chat with or that you have in skype and just you know you can initiate and be that person that kind of rounds the troops together and and can kind of find out if there's a group of people you want to join together with yep exactly Exactly. And and actually, like you're sort of even diving into uh, like the next way that I think is probably one of the best ways to get into a group. And that's like networking and forming your own. So I know you're actually a pretty skilled networker, Rob. You want to tell us? Uh, yeah, you are. You're great. <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you think about this uh, forming your own group kind of style? Well, like I think going back to when I first started, uh, I think 
trying to get someone, people that are above you, like, like you said, um, you have to have some credentials depending on the group of people that you're joining. So if you're new, right, to the internet marketing space or whatever you're going into, um, just try to add value as much as you can. Try to show that maybe you don't have as much success in what you're doing, but you have so many other skills. Um, I don't know, like when we joined, there was someone in our group, we won't name who this was, um, but I was making a little bit of money with the online stuff. And if you remember, he was making kind of some really good money. Yeah. Uh, and I think just the fact that you guys are all together on this same path uh, is something in common. So find ways to add value. Just connect with as many people as you can. Help where you can, even if it's uh, maybe you don't necessarily know as much as them. Right. And I think, you know, that there's a balance with that, you know, from, you know, from my perspective, like you weren't making too much money at that point. You were, you know, it was good for Chiang Mai or whatever. <laughs> you could watch. I, I wasn't there yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was good for Chiang Mai, but you weren't there yet. So, um, and we could put links in some of the, uh, like dramatic history that Rob was going through it's at the time. Dramatic. Um, so the thing is like your, your revenue was a little lower. Mine was sort of in the medium range. Um, yep. I had just gotten um, some sites penalized. You had, you were kind of in the same boat. We were trying to recover. Um, the other person was further ahead, but you know, the interesting thing is we all had a different like skill set. So I was like, Hey, I'm good with like organizational stuff and, you know, project management and I could help you scale. I can, you know, it's literally what I, I know how to do. I can hire people and get them to do stuff. And, you know, Rob, like you had plenty of experience and you, you just got caught up in different areas and you were hungry, right? There's something where it's like, you know, I, this guy can't point. fail. Um, you know, there was no alternative, like you were going to make it work or you weren't going to be doing internet marketing. Right. So that's a really good point. I think, uh, cause I try to remember back to like what skills I had. I don't think they were there, but I think people really resonate with hustle and, uh, like a willingness to succeed no matter what. So if you're serious, people will take you serious. Right. And it's always good. And by, by the way, um, I know a lot of people may think, Hey, I have that hustle and I'll work hard and blah, blah, blah. You came in with, um, like, proof that you knew what you were doing as well. So I want to point that out. Like you had, you, you had multiple sites who were making like really good money and you just got caught up like any good SEO. You got a site penalized here or there. You had some issues, you know, it's, it's all part of the rite of passage, I think. And, you know, if you have, if you have results that you could bring and show and share, like that's kind of that can get you in the door even if you are at a place where you don't have that like currently earning so that's a really good point just to have some results that you're really really taking action if you're just saying you're doing stuff and then you tell people well i don't really have anything that's not going to be very good right and basically yeah if you don't have any results like it's all execution right like the ideas are pretty easy i mean ideas are super easy and you know it's all like following through and executing on it so on that um we can move into the next one which is like actually i guess 
it's all networking and forming your own group. So we talked about the networking, which is the front end. And I'm going to tell you about how I started my first group and got into a group. So I found Smart Passive Income in early 2013, like April timeframe or so. And it was right around the time that the Niche Site Duel 2.0 was coming out. It was sort of like uh, a forum and, and Pat Flynn was trying to get all these people jazzed up about niche sites and all that stuff. If people don't know, Pat Flynn got started with niche sites and did like gray hat SEO, just like we got started. So, um, you know, he's doing different things now, but I just want to make sure people know, like, it's a good, it's a good path to uh, start it with niche sites. So. Getting back to the story, I was like, hey, I want to get into a mastermind group. And you know what? There's this forum here. So I put in a post and I just said, hey, I'm thinking of having a format sort of like this. You know, Pat talks about mastermind groups. I'm starting a site um, and I want it to look sort of like this. If you're interested, just send me a private message and and we'll work on it. Now, do you remember that Niche Site Duel 2.0 by chance, Rob? This was This was before... I really knew what was going on. So no. Okay. I mean, I, I, I know what it is. I've looked back sure. when I, after, but yeah, I didn't know at the time. Okay. Just, uh, just curious. So, and by the way, in the, in the comments, people let me know, let us know if you remember that niche site tool 2.0 is interested to see like who got started around that time. So anyway, I put out the call and a, a bunch of people said, yeah, I'm interested, probably a dozen or so. And then when I followed up, I was like, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. And, you know, based on that, you know, some people just didn't reply, probably like 25, 30% didn't reply, not serious. Um, a few others did. And I basically like pulled them on to a Skype call um, and talked to them and just you know, maybe only five or 10 minutes, but I just talked to them to see like what they were working on, what they were interested. And I kind of got a, a feel for like just how they spoke to me and uh, like the ideas that they were, um, you know, working on and pulled together a group of six people, um, all over the world. It was, it was pretty interesting. We had a couple people that were making like one or $2 a day. They were like rock stars to me, uh, funny enough. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's so advanced. I remember telling my wife, Elizabeth, that um, there's like this guy and he he has like three or four sites. And yeah, he's like totally doing he's making like, you know, two fifty most days, two dollars and fifty cents most days. So um, I was just like blown away. So fast forward, we had a couple meetings. People showed up for a few of them. Um, a couple people dropped off and within six weeks, the group evaporated. So I'd already launched like my site by then things were starting to step up and like it, it turned out of the group of six, like no one followed through except for me. And I like outgrew all them within like six weeks or something like that, which is kind of crazy. But then it just goes to show this is like getting into like the lifespan of a, a mastermind group and stuff, but there may come a point depending on who's in it and like what the goal is of the group that, um, you know, maybe it's just eight weeks and then you do a bunch of work together and then you finish up and then you move on. That's kind of what this one turned out to be. And yeah, like people just flaked out. It was kind of weird. So I did form the reason why I tell that story is I formed the group myself. I learned a lot. You know, I let some people in that probably I shouldn't have that it sounded like they were hungry, but really they were just dabblers and they weren't serious. So any thoughts on that, Rob? I don't know if I've told you that whole story just like that before. No, I never knew that. Uh, the only thing I would say is, you know, it's probably very similar to 
dating, I guess. I mean, you can have like an eight week relationship. It could be good. You can learn a lot. It's going to set you up for the next one. Um, you know, we've been in a mastermind together for three or four years and we're going steady. So like, <laughs> yeah. I think what we talked about before is like, it really comes down to the strength of the people, uh, in your mastermind. That's going to be the ultimate success level of it. And you know, at the end of the day, if you just had one for eight weeks, but you learned, um, that's, a, that's a success too. Yep. And like, you know, similar to that, I like that analogy. We'll have to play that out, you know, see how, how we can take it to the next level, <laughs> but <laughs> no, but seriously though, I think, um, it's kind of like a job also, like some people view a job where it's like, you know what, I'm going to work for this company for a long time. I want to go through like this whole corporate hierarchy, which of course you and I rejected that kind of stuff, Rob, but there's another set of people who are like, you know what, I'm going to work in this job for like until I stop learning and then I'm out. Like I, I will take the skill set and, right. um, you know, go on to the next job. Now, earlier in my career, I thought those people were just bouncing around looking for more money, which is a nice side effect of doing that. But in reality, they were like, not everyone, but some people were like going to a company where they could work under someone, have a mentor in the company, and then they would be able to leave when they learned what they wanted and then have like a nice network, building their network to move around. And I mean, you could technically form mastermind groups like that where you're like, hey, I want to be in a mastermind group for X amount of time and I want to work on this this project. It's less of a commitment for people too, rather than like an like an ongoing thing, you know? Right. And also people's goals change, right? So like a year after you join, maybe this guy who was doing SEO wants to do something else and maybe that that just doesn't make it work anymore. So Yep. Exactly. So and the last um option we'll kind of talk about here is like uh sort of a placement service or a like a paid mastermind. So on the placement service, I actually um with other people that I used to be in a mastermind with, we tried to form like a forum style, like mastermind placement service thing. And we just kind of lost steam with it. It was an interesting concept. We actually had a few um, people that a few dozen people that like joined the forum, but it, it, we just never got much traction on it and didn't spend time on it. But I know like the tropical MBA, um, the podcast and uh, I guess blog, I think they have a paid like placement service sort of situation. And I mean, I think the benefit on that is if you could find one that has been around and has like, you know, some, I guess, case studies where they could show you that they actually have a pool of people that can match you up with, you can be matched up with people that you wouldn't normally meet that are at the right level. So, you know, the second part of that is like, there are some groups that are, you know, high end paid masterminds. Now I've looked at one, um, before it's sort of, it, it never took off. And this was an expensive one, right? It would be, um, you know, potentially 10 to $12,000 and a couple, you know, in-person live sessions and it would be, you know, vetted people, right? That's the advantage. The only reason I would pay that amount of money is because everyone sitting at the table with you is at the same business level as you. They all paid the same amount of money. And you could assume that if you were interviewed and vetted, they were too, and they're not jerks, right? You don't want to, you don't want to be in a group where people are, are like, 
not cool. So that that's the advantage of, of doing that. And, and I think the biggest thing, like from my perspective, is everyone at the table is taking like their business so seriously or whatever you're working on so seriously that they'll invest that money and they are serious about it. So, uh, Rob, I, I know before we started, you said you, you hadn't been in a, a group like this, but any you know thoughts, any observations, Do you know, anyone who has done something like that? I don't, but for all the reasons you talked about, you know, people paying their serious, it kind of reminds me, not exactly masterminds, but paying for coaching, right? Yep. Um, I mean, you're, you're getting one-on-one feedback from someone uh, that works. The organic, the organic works, but yeah, sorry, we can cut this part out. I kind of lost track. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. That's all right. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, I think... No, that's cool. Um, let me think about this. Oh, for those high end, like paid masterminds, a lot of times, if you see, you know, uh, the guru types, although most of those people wouldn't call themselves gurus, but like uh, a Tony Robbins or a Tim Ferriss or, you know, uh, like Ramit Sethi, they have like some higher end like programs that you can go to. And a lot of times those, they may have a component of like one-on-one coaching. They may have a component of, you know, in-person like weekend or, you know, multi-day like sessions, like a mini conference where instead of, you know, hundreds of people or thousands of people, it's like four. And, you know, you're in a mastermind group with those people and you meet on a regular basis. The paid, you know, the paid groups are, completely flexible, right? Like they could do whatever the organizer wants to do. So there may be none of that. It may be all in-person sessions. Um, you never know, but keep your eye out for those. And those are typically, like I said, pretty high end. So, all right. Do you, okay. do you ever work? Do you ever worry? Cause I think a concern of mine with like those is you're paying the money and you just got to make sure that the person setting up their heart and motivations are in the right place. Do you ever get scared off by, by the high price tag? Well, I've only considered it with like one, one person and, you know, I've taken another one of his courses and I, you know, generally trust him, you know, a lot of my business that I've created and, and stuff that I've learned about, you know, marketing and copywriting and stuff is from that person. So there's a high level of trust. Now, you know, the tough part with these is like, there's no like refund, you know, courses, there's a refund policy, typically quite generous and flexible refund policy. But with an in-person mastermind, like you book a spot and you like, you start paying high amounts of money right away or pay it like in, in full right away. So you're kind of like, I mean, you're in you're in unless there's some sort of like hardship thing and you're, you're able to convince them to get your money back. But I mean, in most cases, it's just like you have to have a high level of trust. So that makes sense. I guess if you're following someone for that long, you know, I guess the point would be, don't just find some, don't just find something online that says mastermind and jump in. You probably want to have a, a good rapport or at least understanding of who this person is. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So in the next session, we're going to talk about how to actually run a meeting. So, you know, we'll assume you've, you've formed a group. And by the way, you only need one other person. 
to uh, form a group. <laughs> so you only need one other person to meet with you and talk through stuff. And in fact, I've had um, a, a group where there's just one other person. We had three originally, but one person dropped off. And now, you know, that's just two people. So. Yep. Me too. All right. Cool. Well, looking forward to it, Rob and everyone, uh, be sure to, you know, I'll put a link and, and head over to check out how we run our meetings and some jacks. <laughs> I'll put a link so you can see how we run our meetings and then you can get some other suggestions on, you know, how to improve your meetings and stuff like that. So thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Doug. It's always fun to catch up with Rob. Actually, we're due for a conversation, so I need to shoot him an email and see what's going on. We can get something on the calendar. So if you want to hook up with Marcus and and check out his uh, Google form survey, please check the link in the description. I highly encourage you to, you know, if you're in that sort of, you know, you're making some money online and you want to hook up with uh, some interesting people, check out the survey. I think it's uh, well worth your while to do that. So we're going to call it a day at this point. So we will catch you on the next episode.